Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 403 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear, well, the truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her improv. What? What is she talking about? Peek has lost her mind. What is she talking Improv? How does that figure into anything? When I'm done with you, you'll understand. Before we begin this extraordinary episode with an amazing expert, I just want you to know that the episode is made possible by our friends at Solaray Vitamins. I know, I know, I know. You always say that you're eating everything you're supposed to eat. You know, you're a woman. Of course you're not doing that. You're running around taking care of everyone else except you. And there's all kinds of gaps in your nutritional foundation. So run on over to solaray.com and learn more about women's multiple vitamins to be able to help fill in those gaps. Because this is like super important, okay? I got the street creds that says, yeah, you need to be doing this. Solaray.com. Okay, and here's your first reminder to hit iTunes after this episode, rate and review this show because we love your feedback. How am I ever going to learn if I don't hear from you? So I sit around waiting for your feedback. That's what I do with my life. All right. It's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about Her. So... I cannot begin to tell you how excited I am, oh my gosh, to have Patricia Ryan Madsen with us today. Now, how in heaven's name did I ever hear about this extraordinary scholar? Well, I was reading some books by uh, another author, uh, Stephen Pressfield, who has written some beautiful work on just basically his last book, just to give you an idea where he comes from. Get your ass out of your chair. Okay, I love that title. I was like, okay, that means in order to get anything done in life, you know, this is the way he talks. And he kept talking about Patricia Madsen all the time. And I said, that's it. I'm done. I have got to figure out who this person is. And so let me tell you about Patricia and how lucky we are to have Patricia, um, Dr. Manson, on our show. So Patricia is the author of Improv Wisdom. This is, this, this is the book, okay? See how nice and short that is? That's why you're going to love it, because she just lays it on you know, in this beautiful, succinct way, and she's got her little rules. Oh my gosh, I've got them, the, the maxims, the 13 maxims. 13's my favorite number, by the way. All right, so it's called Improv Wisdom. Don't prepare, just show up. And she is a professor emerita from Stanford University, where she began teaching in 1977. That gorgeous face you see, all right, this is the way you live well. Look at her face. She is living well. She is gorgeous. There she is. And she's still got that wild and crazy wit and humor. In the drama department, she served as the head of the undergraduate acting division and developed the improvisation program. She founded and coached the Stanford Improvisers and taught beginning and advanced level courses in improvisation for undergraduates as well as adults in Stanford's Continuing Studies program, and on and on with the awards and the rest of it. Patricia, 
Welcome to the Herb Podcast. Yay! Thank you, Pam. <laughs> wow, you're already an improviser, so. Well, yeah. yeah. I, you know, the more I read the book, I went, oh, God, this has been my whole damn life. Um, as I kept thinking about, you know, uh, example after example. Now, Patricia, you just also had, and I'm doing this for a reason, you just had a very special birthday. Talk to us. Right. On Saturday, December 3rd, I turned 80. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm just saying I that's the way you want. Okay. Can you just, can everyone just listen to me for one second? I'm going to pontificate. You're going to love every moment of it. Here we go. Just improvising. Okay. So you know how you hit like around the age of 45, 50, and you start doing this rear view mirror weirdness where you go, oh, I wish I had the body of a 20-year-old. I wish I had the fill in the blank of a 30-year-old. Okay, this is something I've trademarked as BMW, bitch, moan, and whine. All right, so that's what you're doing in the rear view mirror. No, 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 no. Stop that silliness for crying out loud. Instead, look forward. Like you're driving the car, don't keep looking in the damn rear view mirror. Look forward and say to yourself, how do I crush it at the age of 80? How do I just like absolutely make it happen at the age? Nobody talks like that. Instead, they're all going, "Uh," and they're whining. This is women mostly, right? Um, Men are kind of like just sort of going forward and stumbling around, whatever. Um, But women... Just keep, you know, slapping themselves around. How come I don't look like when I'm a Because you're not 20 anymore. You're 50. You're 60. You're 70. What's the matter with you? And so when I saw you in a video that was very recent, it was like before your birthday, I saw a YouTube of you talking to a group. And you say, oh, I have this birthday coming up and whatever. And I'm like, damn, look at her energy. She's articulate. She's on top of it. She's about as enthusiastic as she was when she was 20. I want some of that. So, damn it, I want your secrets. My head's going to explode, Pam. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as my lovely producer will say, I don't sound like this with everyone. Um, You know, but you're special. You're like amazing. So, we're going to squeeze your brain, you know, for everything we can find to be able to learn how to improvise in our own lives. Why is improvisation so important in life? Because it's it's what we've got. No matter how much we plan, and we love to plan, that's what brains like to do. What's actually happening moment by moment by moment is we're all improvising all the time. And the, the key thing to say right here before we keep using this word over and over again is that most people hear the word improv and they think, comedy, aha, I'm fast that's right. and funny that's and right. that's not me. But that's, that's really, that's bull. Improvising is about just being awake, being where you are right now and noticing it with your full self and attention and just doing the next most obvious thing. Uh, just give up, give up your clever, give up trying to um, come up with a good idea, 
Just be yourself. I was going to say the secret of, of being 80 is to wear comfortable shoes. Do not wear those, those heels that, that look like um, pricklies there. Wear comfortable shoes and take naps in the afternoon. A good ah. nap. Oh, my goodness. We just did a podcast did about that. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, you, you must have ESP at the same time. Do, um, can you define improv? Yes. It's, it's, it's a, a, a way. It's a modus operandi of doing something. Um, that to, to improvise is to notice what's going on completely, enter that observation and uh, take part in it. It's uh, the, when I teach a class, the first thing I said is the most important thing you need to know about improv is it's not about you. <sighs> Which is really hard. Of course it's about me. It's always about me. But when we improvise well, we shift that attention off of how am I doing and how do I look onto what's going on, who else is here, and how can I contribute? So it's a shift of your body-mind from working on yourself. Uh, let that go. It's boring after a while, frankly, the self. Shift your attention onto who else is around. I've got this amazing Dr. Pam Pink here with me with a great green sweater on and with uh, a lifetime of experience of all kinds of things. So um, what else in the world could I need? So the, my little book is about the, the 13 principles we use to improvise and how they can be guidelines, I think, for living um, uh, a good life. What holds people back from, from improvising? You know, I, I read your book cover to cover. I listen to everything. Just amazing. So what's interesting here is that I, I don't have any problem with any of it. I must have just been born that way. Um, you know, if something uncertain happens, I'm like, go with it. You know, I, I always use these two verbs. Um, I crunch them into one. Um, adapt and adjust. And so I call it a square in it through life. So, oh, look, something just happened out of, you know, left field. What are you going to do? And am I going to stand here being paralyzed like, oh, or am I good? You know, I may have a moment. I'm like, hmm, okay. And then how fast can you regroup and kind of go with it somehow? Make it, you know, kind of work for you. Um, I have found this to be really fun in my life, which is why I glommed on to your work so well. But I see that people are led by fear that they're fearing something it, based upon your years of experience in working with people. What's, what is the fear that they feel? Of course, it's the bottom line fear of just not being okay, not being loved, somehow not, not enough. And, and that's, that's just wrong. I, I don't know where we get the not enough, but um, we're, we don't want to improvise because whenever we do something that presents ourselves to others, there's the chance that we'll be rejected or um, somehow not okay. But when you actually think about it, when you show up to your life, um, 
that that fundamental fear of being rejected and the critics are all going to say boo zero just doesn't happen humans are so grateful for for us when we just are ourselves and if i if if i could tell everybody that's listening you're perfect just as you are and you can use a little improvement so that that's suzuki roshi said that and and what he means is of course fundamentally trust that um you don't have to work on yourself you're already there so Man. so you know i think that what a lot of people do like they'll look at me and you right and they'll say my god how can you be on television how can you you know be on stage giving whatever and, and back and forth aren't you terrified out there my answer is no um you know like I always say to myself, what's the worst that can happen? You know, my, my skirt falls off. Well, it'd be funnier than hell. But, um, you know, speaking of a comedy. But seriously, of course, you we're all, always strategically on top of the situation. We're not idiots here. But at the same time, there's like, I'm going to use the word fearlessness. Um, a, a little bit of strategic fearlessness that allows you to kind of improvise in the moment? I don't know. What do you think? You're the expert, not me. Well, what I'd like to say is kind of the opposite of that. I am always afraid. I am always before I do anything. You, you can ask my husband. I'm, I'm up all night worrying about, I've got this interview with, with Dr. Pete tomorrow. Oh my God, how will my hair look? Oh, this time I'm going to blow it. I'm 80 years old, and I still have not lost that fear. So I don't know. I don't know about fearlessness. What I know is I show up, and what seems to happen is I manage to do okay. And after the fact, I find confidence. It's like confidence follows success, but it doesn't need to precede it. So give ah. up trying to get motivated. Yeah, give up trying to to. Feel fearless. Eh. I haven't ever found that that works. So um, interesting. You know, it. I'm. I'm trying to think this one through now. Obviously, in the beginning of my career, I mean, the first time I ever did the Today Show, I damn near died the night before. You know, thinking, okay, how am I going to screw this up? Um, we have a. We have like a seven-minute segment, which is like an eternity, um, on TV. And, you know, I got to make sure I get this thing right and hit the beats and whatever. So, you know, the little sweat is forming on my neck and, you know, like that. And then after about like doing this for like the 50th time, I, I still feel, you know, like I'm on my toes. But, you know, it's interesting. I'm thinking about other things, too. Like, it's not just me. Like, what if the camera breaks? What if, you know, suddenly World War III breaks out and now the whole damn segment's gone? You know, just interesting little things like that hit me. I want to go through the 13 maxims. And the first one you were hysterical with because when I invited you uh, to come on to the podcast, um, you said, yes, yes, yes. And the first maxim is say yes. So... What does that mean? Well, it means um, make yes your default. I think for, for many of us, our, our default is, of course, no, until I've carefully considered something and figured it out, and then I might say yes. 
But um, if we start to live a yes life, it's not so much about liking everything. Yes, you've got two E's um, and I've got uh, two A's. I've got four A's, attention, acceptance, appreciation, and action. So attention means um, waking up to what actually is happening rather than your fantasies or what might. And acceptance is that that's the yes and. It's it's opening to what's there. Ah, uh, it's an impossibility, right. A possibility, right. Even, even if what's there is something like a terrible diagnosis. We, you have to accept, and then you have to appreciate what, what is it in this situation um, that's a gift. Because, there, you know, there's a, um, a lot of literature and a lot of science, too, on how some of the um, really horrible things that happen to us in life become the great gifts that we build on with that last A, action. That we do something or we learn something from what life brings us. So it's not about uh, wonderful, everything always being goopy, goopy, sweet and good. It's ex opening, attending, accepting, appreciating, and then acting. I'm, I'm a firm believer in um, the fact that um, life is a string of uh, opportunities to do hard things to do hard things. I don't care if it's just confronting a loved one with the truth that's not great or something, um, or if it's lifting weights in the gym, or if it's finishing that thesis and all the rest of it. It's That's important. And, and keeping yourself open to that and all the rest of it, phenomenal. So you said, yes, yes, yes. And actually, it's something I love to say too, because I, I keep saying to myself, you know, well, I always remember what Helen Keller said. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. I'm going with the daring adventure. We don't do the nothing thing. That doesn't work for me. Now, you said in your second maxim, don't prepare. So we're not supposed to, you know, obsess and, you know, overly prepare for things. How's that Wait work? Wait a minute. I have to interrupt you because I lied. I, you no, I hate yes. it when they lie. <laughs> I know, I lied. Because you can't not prepare. Because that's what minds do. Even if I don't want to, I say, maxim number two, don't prepare. And I'm, I think I'm probably going to say this. Wait a second. What I mean, really, is, okay, let your preparing do whatever it needs to do. Make a list or, or, or obsess, if you like. But when you show up, to the thing itself, when you enter the classroom, when you show up on the Today Show, when the little light goes on that now your Zoom is there with Dr. Peak, be there 100%. It's right now there's, there's a big um, sort of the, the big fad is mindfulness. And I think it's, it's, um, it, that's really part of what improv is. It's being awake and aware of what's here. And the problem with preparation is it gets in the way. It, 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 your mind starts focusing on the preparation, and you miss what's actually going on. So I say, go ahead and prepare. Mm, do all you like. But just show up. So it's more important than don't prepare don't prepare, just show up, but it's don't prepare or prepare or whatever. Show up. 
I don't like to be overly prepared. Um, I like to have what I call just the basic minimum. Like, okay, so I'm going to do the segment, right? And it's in, I have five beats I want to hit. So those beats are things that I was told ahead of time we really need to cover, right? And so we, we do that. Um, I remember the very first time I ever did anything with Katie Couric, it was hysterical um, because the topic, we're sitting there in studio chairs just talking, hanging out, and the topic was boredom. Now, you couldn't have taken two of the worst people on this planet to talk about boredom because we're never bored. Um, and so we were looking at each other and we couldn't help. We just started laughing our asses off because we saw, you know, the irony of the whole situation. And But I had to get my beat in. And part of it was the science of boredom. Boredom is actually a form of stress. And so blah, blah, blah. And that's how that whole thing rolled out. So I like that prepare thing. How about, well, you already said the third maxim. Just show up. And I think that it's simple to, to understand it, but it's like sh just show up might mean put on your sweatpants to do your run. It might be just go to the nursing home where your mother-in-law is. It means just get your body to those places where the things you need to do and that, that define you as a person um, the things you love, and also the stuff you need to do. Like my my big thing every day is I've got this hill behind my house that I try to walk to the top and down. It's a 30-minute walk, and it's awful. I just hate it. I just hate it, but i got to do it if I want to keep moving forward. So then I try to, when I'm on that walk that I hate so much, I say, okay, so notice something in the environment that's a different color today or something. I give myself a task so that I make that boring or stressful job into an attention exercise. And it, it uh, helps a lot of the time. I love it. I, I, I think that, again, what you're doing, and I'm a physician, and I'm also an expert in sports medicine and athletics and fitness, here's the gig. You're doing hard things. And, you know, the hard thing is going, literally going up the hill, and it's so good for you, and the benefits so far outweigh just sitting back on, you know, a couch and not doing much of anything. You also say in the fourth maxim, start anywhere. What does that mean? You know, you, you, are you supposed to, like, wait for something to happen from the heavens, and it says, now you start today? You know, no. I think it, it, it start anywhere. It start with what's right in front of you. A lot of times we think we need to get inspired or we need to find the proper beginning or when I get my ducks in a row, you know, fill in the blanks. There are all kinds of disclaimers. Um, the idea is if something needs to be done, it's just take that first tiny step now. Just start anywhere. It, it, open your computer and get the word processor out if you're supposed to be writing your book and just sit there for a moment and see if a couple of words come or not. That's exactly what Stephen Pressfield, that's where you came up so often in, in his work because he's all about just sit your ass in the chair and, and just, I don't care what the hell you do, but for one hour, you know, just do something. Um, and then just by virtue of action, you're going to be able to carry forward. So, you know, I, 
I completely 100% agree. Now, you also said, I found the fifth maxim interesting. Be average. Yeah. Wait a minute. Does this mean I have to come down from Mount Olympus to join mere mortals? Oh, yeah. What does this uh, mean? At least. <laughs> What, the, what that means, and you can imagine if I tell my Stanford students that, uh, ah, what do you mean, I'm not average, no, no, I'm special, I'm special. It means that when we're trying to do our best, to give our best interview, or whatever it is, look our best today, have our best haircut, when we're trying to do that, we, we lose touch with our best, most basic, natural selves. I mean, there's an example in the book about the, the, the punter for the, um, uh, for the end of the, what is the big football game at the end of the oh, year? Oh, the Super the, Bowl. The Super Bowl, right. The, the guy who's the kicker of the Super Bowl, and all he has to do is just make a punt, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. But because he's, he's, he's trying so hard to do well, the thing goes askew. We've all done that. We've, we've tried so And they're hard. done that. And the idea with being average is just give yourself a break. Just do what is the most natural thing for you. I've got a group of women that uh, before COVID, we used to meet on Friday nights for bad art night. And we would all bring our watercolors or our or our knitting or something together and, and <laughs> sit around that bad art night. We could all do that, right? I, I, I just promise. absolutely love that. Oh, my God. And, and so there's something about the sort of reverse psychology of be average that allows you, but it's more than just a trick. When you say, okay, I can just, I can just do an average X, uh, picture, dinner, whatever, interview today, it takes the pressure off of you, and that pressure keeps you from using your best self, I think. Mm -hmm. Does that I, make sense? I, I completely agree. When I did my um, very first marathon, I know I need my head checked, but um, I was doing Marine Corps, <clears throat> and, um, you know, we're all, like, standing around and, you know, in our little buckets and stuff. There's, like, 20,000 of us. And, and you could see these guys running around just like checking their watches and like, we haven't even started running. What the, what's wrong with you? And, and so, you know, you could hear them saying words like this. Um, they're saying, okay, I'm going to make it in 250. All right. Some other guy, well, I'm going to try for 245, you know, whatever. And I'm listening to them with great interest going, holy God. That's really fast. You know, I'm like, come on now. And so then one of them walked over to me and he said, and he looked very hard at me and he goes, so what's your goal? You know, and this is my very first marathon. And I had just two words for him to finish. Um, <laughs> that was it, honey. Listen, I'm, you know, I'm a mid packer, so I'm pretty average um, for a marathoner and, and back and forth. And so there I was. You know, going over the 16th Street, um, you know, a bridge, and I look over, and um, you know, the guy who was like, mm -hmm, like this, he had a major injury. You know, he blew out his Achilles or did something awful on the side, and I felt really bad for him as I went by. And then I went and finished the marathon. So I was average. But guess what? You're absolutely right. My mindset, the minute I said to finish, was realistic. And relaxed. I'm like, I got this. I've run 26. I know how to do this. And I'm not going to be a crazy person here. And I love 
the fact that you say be average because that really, really hit home. You also said pay attention. Now, was that part of the mindfulness play or what do you... Yeah, well, that certainly certainly it's that. It's the, that attention's the very first thing because what we pay attention to is our life, if you think about it. Um, that uh, if we're sitting at a at a wonderful concert and we're we're worrying about that x y z that uh, the relationship that's not going well it doesn't matter where we are what we attend to what we choose to pay attention to becomes the substance of our life so notice what you're noticing and very often we're not noticing what we're noticing we're just uh, on kind of an automatic um and and hours go by. We've had the experience of driving, and we're driving along, and all of a sudden it's like we just notice that we're driving. That's really scary. Oh, it's it's terrifying. It's like, damn. Terrifying. You know, I hope I didn't go through reds, or you know, I hope everything else is going well here. So is this also then goes into your next one, face the facts? Face the facts. Along with all of this um, uh, encouraging to try anything, do it, just go for it, is, is that there are, there are realities. I say, you know, it's, it's, it's a truth that potato chips are fattening. It's a truth that if, if, if we don't exercise, the, the weight will continue, and um, we're, every piece of science known to man tells us that um, our chances of, of, uh, of health diminish. So, um, there's a you know there are just the facts of life, and if we fight those, we're we're missing. Uh, that's not really smart. So along with just go for it is um, is understanding how the world works and um, and how things are. Okay, so face the facts is really the way I read it. Is is it's kind of a um, reality check. It's like, let's not be stupid here. So, you know, I can't get away with the same jokes and the, and the fun stuff I have with one audience. Then, you know, I have the American College of Surgeons. Oh, that's no. Face the facts. So it's kind of a dry crowd. And we're just going to kind of go with that, you know, on the overall. And, and I, I love that because, you know, we all need a reality check and that's the way it has to be. Stay on course. Now, what do, you, what do you really mean by that? I mean, it's that improvising as, as a way doesn't mean just whatever. We, every improvisation has a point. I mean, there's a point today. Um, I, we're doing an interview that hopefully has some useful information for your listeners. Okay, so that might be the, the point of our 45 minutes together. So... It's important when you're doing something, whether it's exercising or doing an interview or um, doing your taxes, that you you stay on, uh, stay within focus. Improvising doesn't, as a as a system, give you liberty just to keep going off in all directions. So um, notice what you're doing, notice what you're noticing, and if. Um, if it has, there's always a point to something we're doing. And if it isn't, maybe we need to try to give our life a point or, or the action that we're doing right well, now. Well, it sounds to me like it's, 
what I would call strategic improvisation, right? I'm, I really want to get this, this whole point across. So this is the outcome I'm kind of, you know, gunning for. Um, and I'm going to stay right on that and not go over here and veer over here and, and make this into, you know, a big confused mess. So I, I love that. Um, you said wake up to the gifts. Now you've kind of hinted at this. There are so many gifts out there. Um, you know, even just going up your hill, the gift of being able to see the, you know, that, that bird over there that you didn't notice before, or that really cool tree, or the, the change in the colors of the leaves now that the season is different, or whatever the issue may be. I think that being mindful, paying attention, you know, you know doing the hard work, and all the rest of it, um, really gives you those gifts, and that's why... Um, uh, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. And then um, you say, make mistakes, please. Um, so how are you ever going to learn if you, if, you don't, <laughs> if you don't do that? I mean, I bet you and I could come up with like some really epic mistakes we've made in our own improv lives. What do you say? Ab absolutely. I think it's... Uh Again, that's a, there's a turn of phrase in make mistakes, please. It's not so much that I want you to fall on your nose. What I want you to do is try stuff, is to step out of your comfort zone. Um, to uh, That part of improvising is that when you say yes to life, you're going to have adventures uh, and that you wouldn't have if you were kept it uh, careful and... and, and uh, and stayed out of any kind of trouble. So, the make mistakes is a is a is a kind of a nudge to you know do that thing that's a little bit on the scary side. Go for it. Um, you know, I I, I kind of you know I maybe this is also part of the aging process, and that is I think you do become more fearless to a certain degree because it's like. If you don't like it, leave. Come on now. You know, I'm at that age where I don't care about that silliness anymore. I'm going to go out there, which is also why, you know, the largest number of women entrepreneurs are actually women in their 50s, 60s, and beyond because they're like, get out of my way. You know, I got this one. And if you don't want to come along with me, out of the way. Hit the exit door, you know. I love that. And then, um, you know, you've, you've hinted at this next one. We're almost there. Act now. You know, that whole issue about waiting for, you know, divine intervention and something to fall on your lap or something. Between you and me, you know, I don't have the stats in front of me. I think a, a whole lot of people wait around in life for something like that to hit them. What do you think? I, you're absolutely right. And and the point of that is that we are what we do. For example, I'm an environmentalist, and I really care about the environment, et cetera, and it matters, and I, and I really want to. But if I, if I walk down the street and I see a piece of trash that I can pick up and I don't do it, I'm, I'm really missing, missing a big point because I am what I do. So, um, And those actions don't have to necessarily be uh, uh, becoming an Olympic athlete, the actions might simply be some days I just need to get out of bed, take the shower, and make up my bed. 
So the action, it's what we do, not just what we think or believe or feel. Um, our actions matter. So um, Yeah, actions totally matter. That's why that wonderful um, admiral wrote that phenomenal little book called Make Your Bed. Um, it was a brilliant, um, it was actually a big speech he gave at a university once, um, uh, Admiral McRaven. It, it's all over YouTube. Um, make your bed. And, and the whole book is filled with beautiful maxims just like yours. Um, and I think that it's important for people to get over themselves and take action. Now, in doing so, as we kind of look at the last two maxims, take care of each other, okay? I love that one. So that, you know, you might see someone who is really kind of struggling a little bit um, and maybe they don't have some of that, mm, you know, that you have to be able to get on out there and, and rock and roll maybe you help them a little bit. Maybe you help guide them. Maybe you just simply show empathy. Maybe you give them some feedback in a loving and compassionate way to be able to say, hey, man, that was just, you know, I was lead with affirmation. Man, that totally rocked. You know, if I, seriously, just let's fine tune it with XYZ. What do you Absolutely. say? Right? Really, it's, um, I, I have a, a, a little practice that whenever I um, check out in a, in a grocery store or anywhere, um, and someone is serving me, I'd look at their name tag, and so I use their name, and I'll say, hey, Marge, hey, hi, thanks for bagging my groceries today. How long are you working today? How's it going for you? Um, and somehow that uh, connecting like a human rather um, seems to really it seems to help people. So I encourage you to interact with um, with strangers and be interested in them, not just as a ploy, but because it's quite interesting to be interested in other people. And I learned something. Uh, uh, the clerk might say, I'm actually going to get off in a half an hour and I'm going to my brother's birthday party. So um, if we're interested in other people, it's um, life expands. Uh, a lot of us maybe are, are, don't have a, a significant other, so we're living alone, or, or we have, we're in a partnership that's less than ideal. There's a world of humans that can use your attention and your care and your empathy. And you never, ever know the story behind that person who may have that kind of maybe artificial smile they're covering something they're covering pain and struggle you don't know about that you can't make assumptions about anything and and this is why what i love to do is i lead with compassion and empathy it helps i'm a doctor it kind of comes with the territory but you know i still do and in life i love talking to grocery clerks i love talking to all kinds of wild and crazy people i have heard stories seriously and it, it, it's enriched my life and increased the quality of my life, which brings us to the final maxim, which is enjoy the ride. Ooh, I love that. Enjoy the ride. All right, what was on your mind when you were saying well, that? Well, it's that um, we got this one life, and um, I don't think joy resides out there in things. We, we apportion joy to something. We can, we can look at a, at a glass of water or not, but 
I can also, if I take the moment, find, find the, the miraculous thing that it is to have a glass of water to drink. I was just, there's a, a movie on Netflix called The Swimmers, and it's about two women from Syria who um, are refugees. It's an amazing, amazing film. And um, when we see the struggle so many people live through, um, to be able to find incredible, to find joy in simple things, that's all you need to thrive. And, and that's really, I use joy as a verb, not enjoy, joy. I'm going to joy myself today. I'm just going to joy the heck out of this situation. Um, and I love to, to play with words like that. I mean, we're both authors. And so, you know, one of the nicest things we get to do as authors is, is what I love to call MSU, make stuff up. Um, and so, you know, it gives us liberty <laughs> and license to go out there and, and do wild and crazy things. But that's part of the whole improv thing, isn't it? When we're writing, I mean, you know, so much of writing is improv. We're just kind of, we kind of went to that direction and then something happened over here and then, oh, another creative moment. And, and improv is where creativity, and this is something that you have taught corporations, students, professionals, that if you want to find creativity, try some, you know, try some improvisation. Just kind of, you know, throw a word out there. See where it takes you. Okay, let's do it. You and me. All right. Okay, now you're the, you're the expert. We could do anything you want. I am so like into this. I'm going to improv with the queen of improvisation and now I'm terrified. Okay. What did I get my ass into? Okay, this, yes, this is a word at a time uh, maximum. We'll see what it is. We don't know what we're gonna say, but you just add the next obvious word and I'll keep adding it until we get to Oh, the end of a sentence, and we'll then say yes, yes, yes. Okay. Whenever I see something terrifying, I freak out. <laughs> okay, you start one. I can't believe that someone as lovely as you can have such a foul mouth. Oh, yes, 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 yes. See how much fun this is? And you know what's really interesting is you can't do this, right, unless you're in the moment, you're mindful, because I'm watching everything about you, Patricia. I'm watching, you know, your intonation. I'm listening to, um, I'm, I'm looking at your face. Um, I'm you know, kind of beginning to feel some kind of something coming my way. Um, and and I, I just absolutely love it. And I think that people just simply made it a game um, to a certain degree. And I also think it would help people's relationships because then you kind of hear where they're coming from. Does that make sense? It does. And that's what we do in an improv class. We play with each other so that we're making sense and... Uh, Finding out what comes what comes next. It's been I love it. a delight. It's just been you so know something, Patricia. You and I can do this forever, and we probably will. I'm calling you up right afterwards. I mean, it's as simple as that. Um, but 
I just cannot tell you how wonderful, what a gift your book is, Improv Wisdom, for everyone out there. I mean, this is something I would gift to a boatload of people because it's easy to read, it's fun, it's effective, and, and you're so articulate about getting the points across and the examples are excellent. And I find myself taking a moment and just going, whew, okay, I got to think about that one. So Patricia, I just want to say on behalf of the audience at the Her Podcast, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. I'm going to threaten you with becoming a repeat offender. We may just have to have you back more and more to share all of this. And on behalf of everyone, um, a very happy 80th birthday, too. And I'm hoping to crush it when I hit 80. Um, and I'm looking forward to that one, to say the least. And everyone out there, now that you've heard this, I want you to run on over to iTunes, rate and review the show, because this was that good. And a major shout out to our sponsor, Solaray Vitamins. Come on now. Women's Multivites, and also Sharp Mind Energy and Focus, because we've been talking about the mind, and so you might as well have a little look-see at the Solaray Sharp Mind as well. Solaray.com, and I just really want you to know how much we appreciate your feedback, so run on over and do that rate and review. I'm Dr. Pam Peek host of the Her Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peak, Instagram and Twitter at Pam Peak MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes, on Radio MD, and all of the major platforms. Hey, listen, thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay well. <music>